0: Welcome to Art for All, sponsored by Sketchbook School. As a thank you for joining us, I'd like to give you a free ebook and our monthly newsletter full of tips, recommendations, and other cool stuff. Just head over to SketchbookSchool.com to claim your freebies and to learn more about our classes and workshops and our membership program. We believe that art is for everyone, and I hope our podcast inspires you to create and explore your own artistic journey. Thanks for listening. On with the show. Hi there, and welcome to Art for All. This is the very first episode ever, but before we start, I want to tell you that if you listen to this whole thing, and I promise you it's not going to be enormously long, but it'll be enormously interesting, if you listen to the whole thing, I'll give you a, f- a book at the end. I say f- book because it the f- is free. It's a free book. I'm going to give you a free book at the end. And it's, it's a book that um, is going to help you to be more creative right away. And uh, it's it's free. So stay tuned, all right, until I'm done telling you something else. My name is Danny Gregory, and I am uh, one of the two co founders. Of Sketchbook School. This podcast is called Art For All because it's designed to help you to make stuff. And one of the first things that would be helpful is to start making something while you listen. If you're sitting in a straight back chair with your headphones on and your hands folded neatly in your lap, listening to nothing but my voice, well... You're allowed to multitask. You're allowed to pick up a pen and do a drawing. You're allowed to pick up a brush and do a painting. You're allowed to pick up some needles and do some knitting. Make something and listen to me while, while you do it. That way we'll both be more productive over the next X number of minutes. I haven't determined how many minutes it's going to be, but I'm sure they're going to be t- minutes that are well spent. It seems appropriate that in this the very first episode of this podcast that we talk about starting something new maybe you don't have any particular creative project that you're working on right now and you're thinking about starting something new well I have been too and that's what led to what you're listening to right now um, and that can be a really difficult thing right it can be very challenging to to start a new thing and we put up all kinds of of barriers and throwing all kinds of breaks to actually get going on that new thing. Maybe there's something that you've been, I don't know, mulling over, contemplating, considering. You know, maybe you've seen some work somewhere that inspired you and you thought, man, I should do something like that. Well, getting over that first hump, that first step, is what I want to talk about today because it's something that. Has been on my mind, what with this new podcast uh, in the offing for kind of too long, considering that it's just a matter of me sitting down and recording this. But yet, for I think literally months, we've been talking about the idea of doing a Sketchbook School podcast. But we've thought of all kinds of, I don't know, not reasons not to do it, honestly, but you know, things to consider, things to mull over. There's been a lot of beard stroking, and uh, even among those of us at Sketchbook School who don't have beards, um, there's just been a lot of thinking and considering and just, "Mm, I wonder if we should do this. I mean, we've we've talked about everything from, well, what should it be called? What should the title of this thing be called? Should it be called... um, At one point, I was thinking, let's call it Unblock, because it's designed to be a podcast that will unblock you. But that seems sort of like, um, I don't know, an enema or some kind of pharmaceutical suppository. Probably not the most exciting name for a new podcast. Um, Then we thought about calling it um, Sketchbook School. Let's call it Sketchbook School, the podcast from Sketchbook School. And, well, while that is certainly relevant, um, you know, we're a creative organization. We can do better. So we've ended up calling it Art for All after much due deliberation. Art for All has basically been our motto at Schedule School for a long time, so it seemed appropriate. But we've also, what are some of the, of the sort of um, ways which we've thought of to, to procrastinate? We discussed, like, what would the format be? Should it be something that's really highly produced, highly polished? Should we get in, like, teams of audio engineers and and experts to guide this and compose original pieces of music and the like? Um, How long should it be? At one point, we were going to call the podcast The 10-Minute Artist, and we thought, let's make a 10-minute podcast, and then we wondered, well, is that too short? Can we actually keep it down to 10 minutes? And does anybody really want to listen to a 10-minute podcast? I mean, you might want to listen to a much longer podcast because you listen to podcasts while you drive to work. And maybe you have a long commute, so you're going to say, well, I don't know if 10 minutes will do it. So that was another excuse. We kicked that ball around for quite a while. Um, How often should we do the podcast? Hmm. So there's been a lot of, of procrastination. And... Just to add to the, the things that um, have delayed us was the fact that I just signed a contract to do a new book. And that has become yet another source of procrastination. You know, so, and I'll tell you about that in a minute. But the point I wanted to make with all this is it takes um, a certain momentum to start whatever the new project is. And I think that the key to doing that is what I'm doing right now, which is just sitting down and making something. Because the first step is the hardest of this long journey that you're going to go on as you work on your project. That first step of just getting it going is the hardest. So make it easy on yourself. Just get something down. That's what I'm doing now. So I said to myself and I said to my partner Kosha and to my other friends at Sketchbook School I said you know what let's just plunge in and make something and you know we'll do it in whatever form it, we can do it in just to get the wheels turning and maybe later on we'll polish it and we'll we'll get theme music and well more more elaborate theme music and celebrity guest interviews and we'll record it on location in front of live studio audiences but for now let's just make something so for now it's it's me here with you and that's all so as i mentioned i've been having this book on my mind for a while and i was dillying and dallying and dithering and doing all kinds of things to avoid actually sitting down and writing it. Um, You know, I'd write a few thoughts here and there on random scraps of paper or on various apps on my phone. And uh, then I would think, you know what, I'm going to go and do some research. That's really what I need to do. Before I actually get down to writing, let's do some research. I mean, that's the foundation of all great books, going to the library, pulling out dusty tomes and flipping through them, Um, you know, writing down notes and uh, seeing how other better people have done before. Uh, Shopping for highlight pens. You know, there's so many different kinds of highlight pens, different colors, green ones, blue ones, pink ones, um, different brands, different thicknesses. You know, you can waste huge amounts of time just thinking about the materials that you'll use to take your notes in. I I managed to while away a significant uh, chunk of time shopping for the kinds of um, books or or paper that I would use to write my notes in. You know, at one point I was like, well, you know, I should really write it in an app. And then I thought, no, I'm going to try writing it on paper. Uh, that'll be good. So I had a book that I would take notes in, and then I spent some time transferring those notes onto my computer. And then I spent some more time um, kind of formatting those notes. And then I spent a good afternoon looking for um, loose leaf binders, which is certainly a technology I haven't even looked at for ages. Loose leaf binders, you know, Remember those three-ring binders? You had those in, in, I don't know, I had them in middle school, maybe in high school. And, you know, you'd get reinforcement rings and you'd put those around the holes so the pages wouldn't rip out. And it turns out that, you know, there's, of course, lined paper that you can get with three-ring binders. But I wanted um, blank paper. And you'd be surprised. It's actually quite a challenge to find three-ring binder paper that doesn't have lines on it. And I managed to look around the internet and to talk to my local stationery store. And I even went over to Staples and checked that out. And uh, you know, then I thought, well, maybe I should just get regular paper and I should get a three-ring punch. All right. So I <laughs> I wasted a lot of time. And then and then I also had a couple of different publishers that I was talking to. And I thought, well, let me spend uh, a bit of time, kind of going back and forth with them on their ideas and you know, reviewing the ways that they envision the book. And that managed to, again, kick the peanut down the road further. Is that the expression? or kick the can down the road or move the peanut down the field? Anyway, as you can see, I'm continuing to waste some time. And now I've gone to the point where the contract is, as I said, signed, but the book is due at the end. The book is due in one month, one month from now. Or at least the first half of it is. The first half of the manuscript is due in one month. So, what did I do to make some progress? Well, it's similar to what I've done here with this podcast. I decided, you know what? Um, The thing that's holding me up is the idea of writing this book, illustrating this book, and designing the book. It just seems like a lot of stuff to deal with. Because I have other things to do as well, as I'm sure you do. And so, that became really my issue, was how can I do all of these things? And the way to do all of those things was to do just a few of them. To break down this giant project into some manageable chunks and just tackle one at a time. I got my binder and I got my bits and bobs of all the little things that I'd written and I started to organize them into an outline And the outline had chapters to it, and so I focused on individual chapters one at a time. And then I created an InDesign file. InDesign is the app that I use to lay out pages. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to take everything that I've written so far, and I'm just going to start throwing it into the layout for this book. And I was surprised after not very long working on this layout, that I had an awful lot of the book written. A lot more than I thought. And somehow just putting those pieces down and starting to kind of shift them around a bit, but without getting too finicky about designing them or having the exact perfect font or the exact perfect picture to go with them, it started to feel book-like. And that was a huge kind of barrier for me to cross. Because once you have broken the back of a project, once it's kind of manageable, once you can sort of cross the mountains and have a feeling that you're making momentum, then suddenly working on that project doesn't feel so daunting anymore because you can look at what you've done and you can say, ah, this is actually coming along. And when you sit down to work on it, it's become a pleasure. So rather than being a a, a chore or or worse, terrifying, you can suddenly say, you know what, I think I know how to do this. We start working on a project. We often start becoming perfectionists. We start saying, you know what, if I'm going to work on this, it's got to be amazing you know this has got to be just the greatest book or the greatest show or the greatest painting or the greatest podcast ever known to man and if not it's not really worth my time and so that's a really great excuse for not getting anything done this this whole issue of perfectionism because we all have high standards and we like to think that we can approach those high standards with the stuff that we're making i mean we see a lot of great stuff out there we listen to a lot of great podcasts we read a lot of great books, we see a lot of great art, and we think that's the level that I have to achieve. But of course, having that hanging over our heads gets in the way of our making progress because as we begin, the thing we're making isn't perfect. It's rough, it's raw, it's hacked together. You can see all the seams, and it's easy for that voice in our heads, that ever-present companion that we have during the creative process, what I call the monkey, it's easy for that voice to say, you see, what you're making is terrible. Stop doing it now. Let's hang it up. There's no point in going any further. And the reason that this voice is saying this to us is because that's his job or her job. The job of the inner critic is to prevent us from taking risks from going too far out on a limb, from doing brand new things. The inner critic hates this because there's a lot of risk associated with that. And frankly, when you go to a brand new place, when you embark on a brand new adventure, it's true. You're going to run into things that are scary. You're going to run into things you may not know how to handle. And so the inner critic is saying, you know, stay stay where you are. Don't worry about it. There's no reason to go out on that limb. Uh, Let's continue doing the things we've always done. But of course, we're creative people and creative people want to make new things. So we've got to get out there and start doing something. So we've got to overcome our need for perfectionism and we've got to start just chunking it out, just taking that giant block of marble and roughing out our first go at it. And let me quote one of the great perfectionists of all time, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs was notorious for constantly uh, insisting on higher and higher standards on the things that Apple made. But he's also famous for saying real artists ship. Real artists ship. Which means just get it out there. If you want to be an artist, you got to make something. You can't just sit around navel-gazing. You can't just sit around prognosticating and theorizing. you got to put something out there. You can make it better over time, but only if you begin by making something out there. So the time for perfection, for that gleaming polish that we want to put on of the things we make, the, that final top coat, that's later on. We've got to start by making stuff. You can't polish that beautiful, gleaming brass door knocker on your mansion until you've dug the foundations, until you've started to build the building. So let's start there. Let's start somewhere. Let's start at the beginning. Now, actually, you know what? Let's start start at the beginning. There's an idea that's been around for thousands of years. In, In Latin, it's called in media res. If you didn't take middle school Latin, in media res. It's Latin for in the middle of things. And it's a term that was coined by an ancient Roman poet, Horace. Um, And he said, basically, if you want to write an epic poem, open it with the middle of the story. Go straight to the heart of things. And then later on, you can kind of back up and tell us how we got here. But plunge us into the action. Start right there. Think about the movie Star Wars, okay, or the series of movies Star Wars. What was the very first Star Wars, which is now called A New Beginning, but was originally called Star Wars? That was actually the fourth Star Wars movie. Right? We've now kind of backtracked, and we've made the first three, and we've made the other whatever it is, seven. But the fact is that the first movie plunged us right into the middle of the story. Here's Luke Skywalker. He's on his uh, aunt and uncle's farm. We don't know anything about where he came from, anything about that. The story starts to unfold, you know, and and I like to think that that's how George Lucas, who wrote it, began, began by saying, I'm just going to start somewhere. And I'm going to start in the middle of the desert on some obscure island, uh, some obscure planet, and then I'm going to figure it out. And you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to to jump into the middle of your story. You're allowed to write the chorus of your song first or write the bridge first. You're allowed to make dessert before you figure out your appetizer. Don't feel like you have to have every single duck in a row. Get a duck. Make a duck. Start walking and waddling. um, And then start polishing it over time. You know, I mean, the Bible starts in the beginning, but you don't have to start there. You know, you can open your sketchbook in the middle. Uh, You can just say, I'm not going to deal with once upon a time at all. I'm just going to plunge into... uh, some other part of the story. I'm going to knit the sleeves before I knit the body. The fact is, you can start anywhere, but you have to start. You have to start somewhere. And I just did. I just recorded this episode. It's rough, but I wanted to get it out there to you because I know that once I have a single episode of this podcast out there, I'm going to be that much more motivated to make a second one. And I know that my... Friends in the audience, my friends at Sketchbook School, the other teachers, they'll be interested in joining me on this podcast once we've made one. And we can say, you know what, people actually like this. Where do we want to go with this next? What's the next episode going to be? I don't really know yet. We'll find out. We'll see you in the next episode, but at least we've begun. So hopefully you began. Hopefully you began something today. Maybe it's something that you're going to chuck away and start something new again tomorrow. But you've made something, and we've made something here together. Thanks for joining me. And by the way, as I said at the beginning, if you like this podcast, I want to give you something else. It's a free book that was written by all of us at Sketchbook School, and we wrote it to get you started. It's called The 10-Minute Artist Tips on How to Start Making Art. And all you have to do is go over to our website, sketchbookschool.com. Or if you prefer, sketchbook.school. There's lots of different ways of getting there. But just go to sketchbookschool.com and look for free stuff in the menu. And that will lead you to a page full of all kinds of fun and free things that you can get, including this wonderful book, The 10-Minute Artist Tips on How to Start Making Art. Thanks very much, and I'll see you next time. I promise you, it'll get better. It'll get more polished. There'll be more things, more enthusiasms, more energy, more cool production stuff. I, I, I promise I'll make it better, but at least I made this. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm Danny Gregory, and this is Art for All. If you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review and remember visit sketchbookschool.com and claim your free ebook and your monthly newsletter our community is always growing and we'd love for you to be a part of it thanks for listening and we'll see you next time on art for all